Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18, which is about lighting yourself on fire. So, the real question is this, what does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you are experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Alrighty, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here because of some thoughts I've had since last night's episode, and I'm glad it's happening because I was told this would start happening once I started to do this podcast, so I'm super excited to share this with you. This is super exciting. Um, so here's what I'm so excited about. Um as you know, I'm taking this challenge to do this 365 days in a row. And uh, here's the thing. When uh, Russell Brunson challenged me to do this, he started talking about how you're really going really to stink at the start of doing this whole publishing thing. And he said something weird's going to happen that around, uh, for him it was like, I don't remember, it was like episode 40 or episode 70 or something. He's like, it took a, quite a while, but at some point down the road, something started to happen and that's when he found his voice and he I I realized that this has happened to me in my teaching when I was um well as I say when I was doing seminary teaching now that we're all at home I kind of think of myself as not doing teaching anymore even though I still do um anyway he said that when you start doing this what will happen is you'll stop talking about the things that you think people want you to talk about and you'll just start talking from your heart. And as I was doing last night's episode and just kind of listening to it, um, I, you know, I, I hope it was helpful to some people, but I just realized, oh, like, this is not from my heart. I realized that. And I remember um, when I started learning to teach seminary, at least, um, and I remember seeing this quote as a missionary, and I forgot so long ago, but... I remember seeing a significant change in my ability to preach the gospel as a missionary and my ability to preach the gospel as a seminary teacher. And it came to down to this moment where in both situations what had happened was I had become frustrated uh, with the gospel, or not with the gospel, but with my experience in trying to teach the gospel and not having it turn out how I feel like it should um, as a missionary, hadn't really had much what most people would call quote-unquote success. And in my first couple of years of teaching seminary, I, I just remember looking at some of those teenagers and looking, they're staring back at me with these glazed-over eyes like they couldn't be more bored. And I, oh, I just finally, at some point, I got done. And I remember in both situations coming across this quote that really made a difference for me, and I want to share it with you. So if you've ever heard of John Wesley, um... You'll have to look him up. He's got a whole history, and he's really he's got an interesting story. But he has this quote that I believe in so much, and I just want to rant about it tonight because that's what's in my heart, and that's what will um, get me speaking with passion. But he said this. Um, he said, your goal should be to light yourself on fire with passion, and people will come for miles to watch you burn. 
And I remember discovering that I mentioned two instances in my life. I actually mentioned, I already found it in another one. Um, so I remember reading it as a missionary. I remember reading it when I was starting with seminary teaching, but I also remember reading it when I was trying to choose a career. And I remember reading this uh, blog article. I think I'd randomly just Googled like how to know what to do with your life. Probably like most of us do when we're trying to decide our life. And um, I read this article that, that mentioned that quote. It said, uh, John Wesley always used to say, he says, I light myself on fire and people come from miles to watch me burn. And the the lady who wrote this article said this, she says, I think that people always keep asking what they think they're supposed to do. And she said, that's the wrong question because we already know what the world needs. What the world needs is more people who are lit on fire because they're so alive. So whatever makes you come alive, go and do that because that's what the world needs. It doesn't need you to do something. It needs you to be on fire with something that brings you to life because what that will do is it will inspire other people and uh, that will cause more effect than any skill or anything that you can actually do. And so um, in starting this podcast, I... Uh, <laughs> Russell Brunson kind of said this would happen. He's like, at some point you will find your voice. And I don't think I've found that yet, but I I found a key component in that. And I think, and this is just kind of what I want to dedicate this episode to. Um, I remember very significantly experiences in my life where I had a significant change in the impact I was having on other people. And every single time it came down to me not talking about what people, what I thought people wanted to hear or what I thought was important, but instead of just looking at myself and saying, what is it that turns me on with passion? And chances are, if I just talk about that, then it'll positively impact the lives of the people that I'm serving. And, oh, I've forgotten that in doing this, and I came across that, well, yesterday after I did the podcast, I was like, oh, that was, I wasn't on fire with that. I wasn't, it didn't bring me to life, and then I remember that quote, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, maybe that's where my voice is. Maybe, maybe, Maybe we don't need to look at what people want. And I think we do. I think in the general sense of it, like we need to look at what people are asking for us. But really, I think what people are just looking for is people who are lit on fire. And if and, and then people follow those people. They they're positively impacted from them. And then and then you're individual, you're unique, right? Then then what you're doing nobody else can find because you're the only one who's really alive for the same reasons that you're alive for. I hope that made sense. Um, and so I'm just, I'm grateful to have read that quote because um, I can think of how that's impacted me as a teacher and as a missionary and as someone trying to decide their career. And um, there's just certain things that light all of us on fire. And I think if we can learn to find those things, if we can learn to talk about those topics that light us on fire, then the gospel will really come to life for us. Um, so today, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to do a mini-series over the next couple days, um, just thinking about what gospel topics really just kind of light me on fire and really get my passion going. And I just kind of want to do a few episodes seeing what the difference is with that. Um, if you notice a difference, let me know. And if you have any thoughts or comments, please share it, give it to anyone who needs it, or let me know personally. But I just want to start with one topic that really lights me on fire right now, and that's really truly in my heart right now. And that is this. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but, um, well, so I'll, just a real quick insight into me. I've had a really weird, interesting relationship with social media over the years. Um, I'll be honest, I've kind of judged people 
<laughs> and here's what's funny. When you kind of talk about what lights your heart on fire, you are kind of forced to expose the real story behind what lights you on fire. And I think that's why I have been nervous to share those things on this podcast because you're worried you're going to say some things that might offend people or that might you might say things differently. But I think, I think that's what people need. I think that's what people are looking for is just kind of raw thought and emotion. So over the years, I've had a really mixed up relationship with social media um, because I've kind of honestly judged people who use it a lot, um, people who are kind of on it all day. I, and I, I wonder if some of that judging honestly comes from the way we talk about it in the church. And we, um, you know, so many people blame anxiety and depression nowadays to social media and to teenagers' unhappiness because of it. And there's so many talks about people misusing social media. And so I think overall, like if my brain is a garden, like I've had all these negative ideas implanted into my garden about why social media is bad and how people who use it extensively are bad. And like, I know that's not right, but I think in my brain, that's kind of how I've always felt about it. And the reason I'm really so excited to share this podcast and to be doing this is because I finally transitioned from being a consumer of social media to being a producer in social media. Um, That thought has been the thing that has been driving me for these past um, couple weeks, and that will be for the next 300 and whatever days. And if you've been listening to this the whole time, you're awesome. I love you. Thank you for being along the ride. Um, I guess I'm kind of maybe starting over because I'm going to stop talking about things that, like tips and tricks and things that... Um, little step-by-step things because that's not what gets me alive and I maybe just for a few times I'm going to talk about what brings me to life and I think I did that in the second episode but it went too long and hopefully I'll get good at just sharing these from my heart in shorter segments but you want to know what really brings me to life right now thinking of turning my relationship with social media around that brings my heart so much joy because I've had such negative thoughts about it for so long and people who use it for so long. And I've had negative feelings towards it for so long because of what I've seen it do to people and their relationships and them not reaching out and making real connections with friends. And what I've seen it do to teenagers in my classroom when they can't focus and what I've seen it do um, like going on to social media and seeing some of my friends going through hard stuff or people bragging about their lives or people... Um, doing all this stuff like I've had such a negative personal experience with social media I think just because of the beliefs that I've accepted from people around me and it just brings me so much joy and so much happiness and like just uh, I'm like geeking out about this but like I love that now and I don't know how many people are even listening to this right And, and that's the whole point of this but you know it may be one person it may just be my mom it could be a few of you and you know later on maybe this turns into something where a lot of people are listening to this but I am so pumped about the fact that I am using social media to produce and not to consume. And really the real reason behind it is this. I don't know how many of you know this, but Elder Bednar is by far my favorite apostle, hands down. If you know me, you know this um, for sure. And people always say, I don't know if you're supposed to have favorites, but there it is. He's just my favorite. And I don't know if you remember years ago when he did the devotional at BYU where he talked about spreading or uh, sending a flood of share goodness across the world using social media. And I was in the Marriott Center on the day that he did that with my mom. I think it was like education week. And we were sitting there on the far left side. If you go, (laughs) if you actually go and watch the video and the replay of him uh, doing this, if you look up into the left hand side of the audience, you can see us. But I remember sitting in that auditorium and I never once um, had thought positively about social media 
up until that moment. And I remember him as an apostle of the Lord promising that if we would do our part to send a the goodness out into the world, then um, the second coming would come sooner. And he made all these promises and like the spirit was like pounding me and like I felt this need and this drive to master this platform and become good at it. And so in that moment, and there were probably a lot of people who did this, but I only had Facebook at the time. In that exact moment, I went and created a um, an Instagram, a Twitter account, um, was Snapchat out. I think it was. I think it was out back then. I think I made a Snapchat, and so I made all the social media accounts, and I never did anything on them once, except for on Facebook, because that's where all my friends were, as it was. But um, like he moved me so much in that moment that I wanted to go and be a producer instead of a consumer of social media, and so I started to for the first while, and like it just died out. It just it just petered out. Like I totally lost it, and. Um, I I don't know why. I, I just feel like I didn't have enough things to share back then, enough things I was passionate about, but like now I do. And that's what I'm so excited that I'm, the reason that this is so exciting for me is because I'm taking a challenge from the apostle, from an apostle of the Lord that happened so long ago. That was, I, what, that was probably five years ago when that happened. And I don't know if you've ever had this, but like you've had a prophet or an apostle or you felt the spirit challenge you to do something and like you try to do it and it doesn't work. And then you wait forever and then you come back years later and you're like, oh my gosh, remember that challenge? I never did it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm actually doing what he asked me to do. And so like this has like this deep personal, emotional level for me to be doing this because number one, Elder Bednar is my favorite apostle doing it, but um I'm just so excited to turn something that I've always seen as negative into something positive. And I don't know how many of you have ever done that, but I think that's one of the biggest keys in bringing the gospel to life is when you can take a aspect of the gospel that has not been super positive to you and you can turn it into something that like you love. Um, you've probably heard of turning your mess into your message. And that's what I'm doing. Um, social media is going to become go from being my mess to my message. And that's what this podcast is about. And um, again, I'm still finding my voice. I'm still finding what I'm trying to do with this. And those of you who have been along for the journey and those of you who would join later and those of you who are jumping in kind of halfway, like whatever stage you're doing this at, um, I want to hear what you think. Like, let me know what resonates with you. But I'm going to turn my mess into my message. I'm going to go from being a consumer to being a producer. I'm going to take a challenge that I felt from the spirit five years ago and it's never, I know people always say like, we always talk about this, like we, we always do that Joseph Smith quote that says, if you will follow your first prompting, you'll be right nine times out of 10. But very rarely do we have lessons about how it's never too late to follow a prompting. We always talk about following the first prompting, but like, it's never too late to follow a prompting to forgive someone, to turn a weakness into a strength or to, to allow the Lord to do that, right? And I'm doing that. And so I'm giving permission to any of you who are doing who are have a mess go turn it into your message go go change it into something positive um because it's exciting and i uh i don't know i hope you feel that like there's a difference even in just me talking about this like i feel differently because i'm lighting myself on fire and i hope that people come from miles to watch me burn and that i can be a positive impact as i turn this into something good for me so I hope that resonates with you, and I hope you can take something from that. And over the next few days, I'm just going to share topics about the gospel, things that I've learned that I feel like weren't really taught to me that I just, like, I get excited about just thinking about it. I'm going to share it with you, and I'm going to see if that makes a difference. And, 
in you guys and makes a difference in me. So hope you have a great night. Sleep good. I'll talk to you tomorrow where I will light myself on fire and share something with you that just, I don't know how others are going to feel about it, but it's how I see the gospel. And I, you know, those, these statements will be coming from the church. They won't be coming from seminary. They'll just be coming from my heart. It is doctrine and it will be powerful because it's powerful to me. But um, a lot of people, I think, just don't think about the gospel in this way. So be ready and excited for tomorrow. See you then.